0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: This is Southern New England's only home for Sporting News Radio, AM 1320, The Drive, W-A-R-L, Attleboro, Providence. Sporting News. It's Revolution Recap, a weekly review of the New England Revolution and Major League Soccer on WARL 1320 The Drive, with your host, Sean Donahue.
2: Welcome to Revolution Recap. We're here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Well, today, actually, 5 to 6 p.m., but every other Sunday we'll be here 7 to 8 p.m. on AM 1320, uh, as well as over the Internet at 1320thedrive.com. Joining me today in studio is Patty Vine of Providence Sports Magazine. And uh, last night, the Revs played uh, a game that was pretty much meaningless as far as the standings went, but... It was a good time to build upon and get ready for the playoffs and get a streak going. And the Revs came out with a one-nothing victory uh, on a great goal by Taylor Twalman uh, and some great work from Jose Cancela. Uh, Jose Cancela, a guy who hasn't been starting recently, but due to the injury of Hernandez and the red card the week before, he's got two starts in a row. He's got a goal and an assist in those two games, and he's looked very well. Uh, and that's a bright spot for the Revs that they have to look forward to for the playoffs. The uh, on-form Jose Cancela and uh, the team as a whole seems to be looking very well coming into the playoffs. The,
3: the team looks great and as you mentioned Jose Cancela showed why both of us feel that he should still be a starter on the team Uh, the assist on the goal last night by Taylor Twellman and I was reading an article Sean right before coming tonight about how on MLSnet.com by Mark Conley how Twellman is a very strong candidate for MVP of the league this year based on what he's done with the revolution
2: which is interesting, especially considering Joseph beat him out for MVP of the team.
3: Exactly. And he also men- uh, Conley also mentions Joseph as another candidate for MVP of the league. Based on comments he's heard all around the league about uh, teams saying, why can't I? Oh, we could use a Shalry Joseph. We tried to get a shallery two years ago. That type of a player, a holding midfielder. So uh, he's also a strong candidate uh, for MVP. Now that we've finished the regular season... Uh, it's kind of a blank slate starting looking into the playoffs and the awards that will be coming up in less than a month on November 13th I or less before November, the banquet before the final
2: yeah the awards are based only on the regular season play and the ballots have already gone out uh, before even last night's game so it'll be interesting to see um, how that ends and who wins those awards but uh, I have to think Twelman is a strong candidate for that uh, based on his stats alone his game winning goal total is goal total, leading the league in scoring. Uh, most likely going to be the golden boot winner unless Amado Guevara gets seven goals today, which uh, seems quite unlikely. And um, he, he, it's really been a great season for him. And Even with how well Shari Joseph has done um, and how, how big of a part of the team he's been, I think uh, when, people, when it comes to the voting, people are going to see the stats of Twelman and, and that's where he's going to get the edge.
3: Exactly, and if you look at Revolution's uh, record when Taylor Twelman was not playing versus when he is playing it shows markedly how much a difference he makes on the team how many how many hat tricks he had at least two hat tricks this season and uh game winning goals in the last minute as we had so many goals in scored in um in the last few minutes of the game this year to save the score or tie etc he was
2: yeah and now he's the team's all time leading goal scorer uh leads the team in uh, multiple goal games um Leads the team in shots, shots on goal. He's really become a great player for this team, uh, beating out a guy like Joe Max Moore, who was with the team for a while and was a great player. So it's really a testament to how well he's done with this team. And, of
3: course, we saw on Wednesday night his first goal as a national team player in the game at Foxborough against Panama. So that was, that was a thrill for me to see his, and for him, obviously, but to see him score his first goal with uh, a U.S. jersey.
2: Well, you could see after he scored that, what a relief it was to him after going the 13 games without a goal for the national team. Really kind of unlucky. Uh, the two games before, he had goals called offside that were very questionable calls, and it, it was great for him to finally get on the score sheet and for the U.S., and I think uh, once the first goal comes, more will come for him for the U.S.
3: Exactly. Confidence-building goal, by, uh, and now hopefully making it on the team, I'd say, without a doubt, unless he's injured, to uh, Germany next year.
2: Uh, now that the U.S. is done with World Cup qualifying uh, Twelman and the rest of the players are really focusing on the the Rev season and hoping to go for MLS Cup and it's unknown at this point in time uh, who the Revs are going to be facing and In the next round of the playoffs, right now it looks like Kansas City, the Metro Stars tied 0-0 at halftime with Chivas USA. Um, If the Metro Stars win that game, it will be them. Uh, If they tie or lose, it will be Kansas City. Um, And Right now, it looks like Chivas USA is having uh, the better of the play with 13 shots compared to the Metro Stars 5 at halftime. So It seems like Kansas City has a good shot of um, staying up and making the playoffs.
3: Yes, a must-win game for the Metro Stars. Very disappointing and uh, Mo Johnson, I was watching the game prior to coming to the uh, reflecting that in uh, his comments about how the team, how poorly the team was starting off this game. A must-win game for the Metro Stars, and Chivas was dominating, with more shots on goal and Tony Miola struggling in goal.
2: It's also a little surprising to see who's on the bench, with uh, Mike McGee, who's been starting a lot recently, and Ante Razov not even starting the match. This is a bit of a surprise uh, going into the playoffs with two experienced guys like... Well, uh, Anti Radloff's case, an experienced guy in the playoffs, an experienced guy getting into the playoffs, you'd think they, that he would be a there would be a situation that we'd definitely start him in.
3: Very obviously Mo Johnston's job will be on the line if they cannot get a win off of the uh worst team in the league and Chivas granted playing at home. However, I believe they only have four victories in the entire season, twenty one losses. And the Metro starts in a situation where they must win, Mo Johnston, of course, interim coach, and I'm assuming if, if he doesn't get the result today that they need to get in the playoffs, that may do it for him as a coach.
2: Well, with him as a coach, a few weeks ago the Metro Stars had a two nothing lead against Chicago, and if they had won that game, then right now they wouldn't have to be worrying about the result of this game. Uh, but they gave up two goals in the 90th plus minutes and lost, and ended up tying that game. So it, it, he, he, I think he definitely uh, has to be looking behind him and seeing. Uh, that he needs to win this game if he has any chance of keeping the job for next season. So
3: we'll keep an eye on that score during this uh, this hour. Uh, going back to the highest goal scores, we mentioned t- Taylor Twelman with 17. Jaime Moreno last night, we were watching anxiously because he scored on a penalty kick. However, he finished the season with only 16 goals, one behind
2: Taylor Twelman. But only seven of those goals weren't, weren't off of penalty kicks, and I think that definitely needs to be taken into consideration when looking at the stats, that uh, I- if it wasn't for the penalty kicks, he wouldn't be even in double digits. Uh, if you look at all the players in the league, I don't think any other player except for Twelman would be in double digits if she took away the penalty kicks. And Twoman has got 17 goals and not a single one of them penalty kicks. So it really shows what a great forward he's been in this league.
3: It, there's no other forward even close. Landon Donovan has 12 goals and 10 assists, obviously. Uh,
2: Several of those are penalty kicks as well.
3: Right. Cunningham, 12 goals. And Gomez from D.C., fabulous player, fabulous uh Recruit for D.C. out of Argentina with 11 goals on the season. Those are the top goal scorers. Taylor Twelman, obviously, the, the superstar of the, the list.
2: Yeah, And the Reds have had uh, multiple people at the top of the goal scoring charts this season. Uh, obviously, Twelman's been at the top for a while now, but at the beginning of the season, it was Dempsey up there. I think after that, Noonan was up there for a little bit, and now uh, Twelman's been up there. So they definitely have multiple scoring threats on the team as well, and they're not a one-dimensional team when it comes to the attack.
3: And speaking of the playoffs, which start next week against either, we will be visiting either the MetroStars or Kansas City, uh, Pat Noonan's status is pretty much favorable for starting in the playoffs.
2: Well, they've been saying that for the past two weeks, too. They were, he was a predicted starter um, last weekend, and he was a predicted starter last night, and he hasn't been ready for either of those, so who knows what's going to happen with that injury. It seems like it's hard to judge, obviously, by what's happened with the last two, but I'm sure everyone's hoping that Noonan will be back, because he's been a crucial part of this team's success.
3: And with everyone healthy, I think we can definitely look forward to arriving in Frisco and winning the MLS Cup this year.
2: Certainly, with the home field advantage and the throughout the playoffs up until the MLS Cup, um, that's something the Revs haven't had the past two seasons, and I think something that hurt them in both of their overtime and penalty kick losses when it comes down to that. And you have the away fan um, n- uh, cheering against you. I think it really can can help you to have your home fan crowd there. And I think that they've learned that from the past two seasons, and that's why it's so great they have the top seed in the East this year.
3: Exactly, and. Uh, We know that D.C. is going to be facing Chicago. And based on what we saw last night, I'm going to go with D.C. to win that series. D.C. also having home field advantage and having visited that stadium. We know about the fans at D.C. and the team itself. I feel that D.C. is going to come out ahead on that uh, two-game playoff series. How about you? Well, I also think Chicago
2: um, not playing all their starters last night. Um, really, where the revs played all their starters who were available to really build consistency, True. I think that's something that could wind up hurting them as well. Um, with, with the be- re- benching and resting a few of their starters for that match, um, I don't think Chris Armas played in that game. I don't think he was even on the bench. And then uh, Justin Mapp came off the bench. Uh, Chris Rolfe, um, who's started a lot of games this season, came off the bench and they were giving guys like Chad Barrett and Andy Harone, who haven't been playing for them recently, um, time to play and get in. I don't think this is the right time to do that and give the players uh, the a chance to make a name for themselves at this point in the season.
3: Quite possibly the coach wanted to rest those starters uh, and uh, took the game a little bit more lightly than Revolution team wanted to go out and win, even if it didn't mean any change at all in the, in the standings. Uh, in terms of who we'd play in term of the, f- in the first round of the playoffs
2: well also with the uh, win for the Revs, it makes them th- only the second team uh, since Los Angeles in 2002 to won more than half their games San Jose being the other team also done it this year and uh, that's something that I don't think many people are expecting at the start of the season to come from any team uh, that's, that's really a difficult thing to do in a league with the salary cap to win more than half your games um, we can consider that they only lost 7 out of 32 games uh, that's an excellent record they have this year
3: Exactly, and looking at San Jose, they only lost four out of 32 games in, in terms of, and last night they had a tremendous game against the Galaxy, and once again, another team, the Galaxy, had everything on the line in terms of wanting to move up in uh, face a team other than San Jose in the first round of the playoffs so now they're going to be facing next Sunday because their game will be on Sunday the San Jose L.A. game in uh, Los Angeles at the, Home De- at the Home Depot Center in Carson, California they'll be facing the Earthquakes again that's a tough, another tough matchup they lost last night 3-1 to one.
2: What we saw last time in the playoffs when San Jose and L.A. L.A. ended up having the four-goal lead on aggregate goals, and then San Jose managed to come back and win that. That was the one, probably the best playoff series uh, Ever. in the history of the league.
3: Exactly. So San Jose seems to be the favorite in that series. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with San Jose on that as a winner coming out of that Galaxy San Jose Earthquakes series. And I'm not sure what happened because I didn't see the game last night, but Galaxy ha- playing at home and having everything everything at stake in terms of m- not wanting to face San Jose in the first round of the playoffs.
2: And I think uh, they were a little um, lucky, too, to even get that one goal on the penalty kick. Were, uh, um, that wasn't too bad of a foul, in my mind. I, and San Jose really played a great game. Di Rosario with an excellent free-kick goal. and They're really dominating that match. So uh, I will be tough for L.A. losing that game at home and then going into the playoffs and having to face San Jose at home the next week in the first round of the playoffs.
3: Exactly. And Dwayne Rosario, as you mentioned, had a fabulous goal in the 45th minute, and he's another candidate for MVP of the league.
2: Definitely. uh, He's been a vital part of the San Jose team. Uh, San Jose team who came into the season losing their big star on Landon Donovan. uh, lost Several players lost uh, players to injury. Troy Dyack, it seemed like. Uh, this team coming into the season uh, was possibly candidate to not make the playoffs, and it's now the, the first place team in the league. I think if, in this situation, if you said San Jose was going to be facing LA in the playoffs, you'd think LA would be the top seed. Uh, LA with Landon Donovan would easily win it. Uh, but now I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone who would be betting on um, Los Angeles to win that series.
3: Exactly. When when they lost Landon Donovan and they didn't start the season out that that well, uh, I think. Th- no one was really paying attention to San Jose because they lost Landon Donovan. All the eyes were on Los Angeles, and then to you know Chivas, the new franchises. And quietly, I'd say, they all of a sudden you look at the stats and say, San Jose is is uh, ahead of everyone, and no one no one would have thought that me myself included.
2: Well, we've got a score update here on the Metro Stars. Chivas Metro Stars taking the lead, one nothing on a Michael Bradley goal, our first shot on uh, net of the game. Uh, compared to Chivas, who has five, and now the Metro Stars uh, in the lead. And if they can hold on to that win, then they'll be the ones who face the Revs in the playoffs.
3: Exciting program we have, Sean, because this changes the entire face of the playoffs. If we're facing the Metro Stars next week, uh, anything can happen.
2: Well, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back with uh, Revolution Head Coach Steve Nichol.
1: They came from every corner of the country, from small towns and big cities. But they all shared one thing in common. They belonged to a family called Marines. A tough and determined few dedicated to protecting everything we hold sacred. And still, they come. Celebrate the history of those proud few who have earned the title Marines.
4: In the market
5: for a late-model, one-owner automobile? Then why not stop by Matthew Auto Sales?
1: On Route 6 in Somerset, you're the area's first choice in late-model, one-owner automobiles. Family-owned business for over 40 years? Matthew Auto Sales also has auto glass repair, auto body, and towing services. Come by and see Richie about the good buy of the week. That's Matthew Auto Sales on Route 6 in Somerset. Or check them out at www.matthewauto.com. Or give them a call at 508-678-9033. That's 508-678-9033. And make sure to bring Oscar a doggy ball. Now it's
6: the wild car blowout.
1: The best car sale ever. You, you, and you, baby. Are you tired of all that? You know, if you and your family need a car, use caution because some dealers just miss the mark a little. At Saturn of Seacock on Route 44, we take the hassle out of your car buying experience. At Saturn of Seacock, it's extremely easy. We give you our best price the very first time. No haggling, no hassling. It's honest upfront. It's the Saturn of Seacock way. And now we're open Sundays, too, to fit your schedule and make it even easier. Plus, extra help if your credit isn't perfect. Call Saturn of Seacon at one 350 1534 Plus, come to Massachusetts and we finance your sales tax. Call one 350 1534 Saturn of Seacon, Route 44, number one. So no, bye, bye bye Now you got to admit, you must be tired. So call 1-888-350-1534 for Saturn of Seacomps, a Herb Chambers quality dealership.
0: For over 120 years, the Sun Chronicle newspaper has been providing Southern Massachusetts with the best in local news. And now, the Sun Chronicle is available in stores and on racks every day by 6 a.m. But that's not all. When you open your Sun Chronicle, you'll find three new tabloid size pull-out sections. There's The Place, written by teenagers for teenagers. The Place will feature interviews with local high schoolers and also contain student art as well as what's hot in music and Hollywood. You can also look for the Sun Chronicles newly designed pull-out sports section. Not only will you continue to get the Sun Chronicles award-winning coverage of local and pro sports, but you, the reader, can sound off in the all-new sports forum. Finally, look out for the get-out section every Thursday for a helpful way to plan your weekend. Get-out offers theater reviews, as well as listings of night spots, restaurants, and movies. Get Out will also provide best bets to help you make the most of your leisure time. The Sun Chronicle newspaper, your very best source for local news.
1: And now back to Revolution Recap with your host, Sean Donahue.
3: Sporting
1: News Radio
2: Welcome back to Revolution Recap. Joining me today in the studio, we have Patty Viner of Providence Sports Magazine. And now over the phone, we have Revolution Head Coach Steve Nichols. Steve, can you hear me? I sure can. Thanks a lot for joining us today. No problem. And uh, first of all, the game today, uh, Metro Stars versus Chivas USA. Uh, obviously, important for Revs fans to be keeping track of, because that's who the Revs will be facing if the Metro Stars win. Or if they tie or lose, it'll be Kansas City. Right now, the Metro Stars have a one nothing lead in about the 55th minute. Um, despite Chivas USA really dominating most of the game. Uh, is there any preference that you'd have on which which opponent you'd like to see the Revs face?
5: No, not really. I mean, I said it before, uh, earlier in the week, that it's kind of like choosing your poison, you know, would you rather drown or would you rather be strangled, you know? So, really, we're just going to wait and see what happens, see who's put in front of us, and uh, get ourselves ready for them.
2: Is there any uh, hesitation as far as with the Metro Stars? um playing on the turf field there, does that make any difference in, in who you're playing? Is it your, does that make matter to you at all?
5: Well, I'd be lying if I said we enjoy playing on the on the uh, AstroTurf. Uh, um You know, the Metro staff don't like playing on it. So, you know, we'd rather be playing on grass, but uh, if we have to play on uh, AstroTurf, uh, Tom McAdam, whatever you name it, we'll play on it.
2: And last night, obviously, uh, with the team... Uh, you opted to start go with the starters and build consistency there. Um, is, is it great to get a win in that match and build on that going into the playoffs? Even though the game didn't really matter as far as the standings.
5: Absolutely, I think it's important that uh, you know you go into the playoffs on a high. Uh, we've done that the last uh, three seasons. We've been going through uh, into the playoffs on a good run. Uh, I think we're on a decent run at the moment, and uh, to get the win going into the playoffs is, is crucial for me.
2: And Taylor Twelman. Um, hadn't scored in a few games for the team and he got back on the score sheet there also scoring for the national team on Wednesday uh, how important is it to get him on the on the score sheet and make sure he's on form come time for the playoffs
5: Well he's on a real high I think um I'm not surprised he scored last night he was he was absolutely delighted to get his uh, first goal for the national team uh and since then he's just been uh, he's just been floating around you know so I was pretty, pretty confident he would score, uh, but it's important that, that we keep getting him balls and we keep giving him opportunities because we know he can put the ball in the net.
2: And for the team, uh, Pat Newton has been uh, a big part in hooking up with Taylor Twoman and a great forward partner for him, but he's obviously been out injured the past two games. Um, is, is that an injury that you're hoping get him ready in time for uh, this weekend's game, or what's the status of his injury?
5: It's pretty much day-to-day. You know, it's... Um we were expecting him to be fit for uh, yesterday, but he wasn't. Um, so we'll kind of see how it goes. Hopefully, we can get him get him trained during this week and get him ready for the weekend. Um, but if not, then you know again we'll do what we've done before, and uh, we've got some good guys to step in. We can we can shuffle things about. We can play Clint up top, or we can play Kenny or Ricardo or Connolly, So you know, we'd certainly like like to have partnering and playing with Taylor. But uh, if that's not to be, then. Uh, I'm sure the guy who plays will uh, do as good a job
3: and Congratulations Coach Nickel on, on the best season uh, ever in the history of New England Revolution and I just wondered if you would ha- anticipate any changes from last night's lineup for the first game of the playoffs
5: um again, again that will depend on Pat Noonan um you know I think I'll stick my ne- neck out and see if Pat's fit he'll play um so depending on him that could be a change um we had one or two bumps and bruises and, and a few strains and stuff last night so you know come Tuesday morning we'll have a, a better idea of how everybody is uh, but I wouldn't anticipate too many changes
2: and with uh, Jose Cancela, uh having the two great games the, the past two uh, with the assist and the goal in his past two games uh, because Hernandez being out with the red card and with the injury um, is he a player that you think will be starting come playoff time or is that going to be a tough decision to make with the, all the options you have there
5: well, it's a kind of a it's a kind of a great situation for me, but also a pain in my neck, you know, because we have got, you know, we have five or six uh, real good players to play in uh, three positions, you know, three spots. So there's going to be some guys uh, unhappy that are not playing. But as I said, it's it's a it's a great problem to have. Uh, so far, when when I've had to make that decision this year, the guys who haven't started have uh, taken it the right way, taken it on the chin, and uh, kept working hard
2: and with Andy Dormer who's been such a big part of the team off the bench um, getting injured last night uh, what does that injury look like is that anything to worry about come time for the playoffs
5: again we'll, we'll probably know more on Tuesday uh, we'll give it a couple of days to settle down he'll um, probably do some light work on Tuesday morning and uh, we'll have a better idea of where he is uh, as far as leading up to Saturday
3: Coach Nichol can you comment on the progression of uh the growth, rather, of Taylor Trollman over the years. He's now being looked upon as a candidate for MVP, not of, of uh, the um, Major League Soccer.
5: Yeah, I mean, Taylor, Taylor's, you know, starting to take on more responsibility. We, we do have quite a lot of younger guys in the team, which, which you know, pushes a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, you know, the, the locker room stuff and the the chemistry and whatnot. You know, the older guys have to take a lot of responsibility for all that kind of thing, you know, looking after the young guys and making sure guys are, are, are not sitting on the sideline and they're involving them. And he's starting to do that and I think that's I think that's helped his game on the field. Um his hold up play this year has been better. You know, he's he's uh top scorer in the league, which he hadn't been before, I don't believe. So, you know, when you put all these things together it's it's making him a better player. And also he's got the hunger for the game. You know, he's he's a guy that all he wants to do is score goals and, and he's never happy unless he's scoring goals So if we can keep getting him on the ball And he can keep scoring goals Then uh, we'll keep him happy
2: And with Ricardo Phillips coming in uh, at the, Around the trade deadline um, is, He hasn't seen too much first team action uh, Obviously at the 19 minutes last night Is he a guy that um, you'd expect To play a role in the playoffs And uh, how much of a role is maybe a late game substitute Or um, filling in and giving some guys rest
4: well, it could be
5: any one of those things. Um, it really depends on the situation at, uh, at that particular time in the game. Uh, you know, we brought Ricardo one um, The team was, has been doing great, so it was always going to be hard for anybody to come in and, and get a, a starting position. Uh, but the main reason we brought him in was to, was to make us deep and uh, you know keep us strong. And I think that's what's happened. If, if for example, example Pat Noonan's not fit, then you know Ricardo's a guy who's a choice that we can start. So just the fact that we have him there and we can we have an international guy who we can sit on the bench or we can start or who maybe doesn't even get on the field at any stage at all it makes us stronger
2: and with Marshall Leonard uh, who's been a starting for the Revs for the past few games um, then really seems to have solidified a starting spot Uh, coming out in the 31st minute last night was that based on injury or tactical or kind of a combination
5: no he had a wee he had a a strange feeling in his hamstring. um and one of the one of the benefits of of getting into the playoffs already uh, before last night's game was a situation like that arises, we can we can take advantage of it and uh, bring him off and make sure he doesn't he doesn't get injured and, and if there is a problem, it doesn't get any worse. So it was an ideal situation. Uh, and again, you know, getting Canu Smith on, give him a, a good hour to you know get some get some time on the field and get some confidence. So, you know, we would rather Marshall had stayed on the field and was 100%. But at the same time, uh, it's giving Canu Smith a chance to get some get some time on the field.
2: And uh, talking about the confidence, uh, Matt Reese has had such a good season. Uh, how important was it for his confidence to get the shutout in the last game of the season and build upon that?
5: Absolutely. Goalkeepers are a bit like a bit like strikers, you know. Strikers, I'm, saying, I'm telling you, Taylor's... Never happy unless he's scoring And goalies are a wee bit the same They're never happy unless they've got clean sheets So Matt was delighted to get a clean sheet uh, And he's had a fantastic season He's really solidified that spot um, Not only with us but you know around the league When he came to us he was considered not a starter Shall we say uh, But right now I'm sure any of the, the teams around the league would, uh, would have him as their starter So he's had a great year um, And he's full of confidence
2: in talking about uh, the playoffs coming up everyone on the team uh, most of the people have even been involved in the Revs playoff run to the championship uh, and th- many others have been in the Revs playoff runs in the past everyone on the on the starting lineup likely have uh, playoff experience except for Michael Parkers how important is it for him to uh, settle into the game quickly and really get used to a playoff game and the different situations you're in in a playoff match
3: well
5: we're really trying to make the, the playoffs just another game um, you know we've We've been really consistent this year. We've we've played to a high standard uh, every game. So really we want to just make uh, the next game the same as any other game and and put into it what we normally would. Uh, And not go into it thinking it's anything extra special or to put any more pressure on ourselves. You know, we want to make it the same as we've been doing. Uh, And as I said, I've been happy with what we've done through the the regular season. And if we can take that form into the the playoffs... uh, just by doing what we're doing actually then uh, we'll be happy
2: And Charlie Joseph won the team's MVP award last night, could you talk about the contribution he's made to the team this season?
5: Uh, how long have we got? <laughs> uh, I mean Showery Showery's one of many we've had this season who have just been outstanding um, MVP is always a nice thing to get but it's kind of a for a coach it's kind of a thing you don't want to be involved in because there's more than one guy uh, really contributes towards anybody getting any award. But Shalri's been a terror of strength for us, both defensively and, and he started going forward more this season as well. Uh, I think he's actually scored a goal too. So he's really just been the model of consistency, a, a model pro uh, and a great leader.
3: Coach Nicol, this is one of the first seasons, if not the first season, that Revolution started out strong and stayed strong through the entire season last year we just made it into the playoffs how did the team change is it just that we had a base of players that continued or was it how how would you describe this season in in comparison to the last two seasons
5: I think the biggest thing for us was the fact that uh, you know last season for the first just over, just over the first half of last season, we had all kinds of injuries. We had uh, a different team on the field every week. I mean, I remember going to Dallas and we only had two subs. So, you know, we're really up against it. And in the second half of the season, we really had a settled team. You know, I would I would, I would guess, you could probably prove me wrong, but I think the last ten games of the season, we had the same people on the field every single game. Um, and I think if you look at the starting lineup up for the first game of this season... We had ten of ten of the eleven who played in those ten games last season on the field at the start of this season. So, so really, we've, we've really benefited, benefited from having a settled team. Uh, guys have uh, got more experience. I said we had some younger guys who, who have got experience, and we've just gone from there. You know, we, we started with, we had a, like, a, a good draw after being two 0 down at San Jose the first day of the season, and from there we've just gone from uh, strength to strength.
2: And you've been a part of uh, several cup-winning teams, uh, three FA Cup titles on teams you played for, and a European Cup. How does that experience in uh, situations like that where it's must-win games, um, how do you use that experience to help influence the players and get them ready for these type of games?
5: Well, I really go back to what I said before. You know, you know I was fortunate enough to win those trophies, and, and the way we did it is by treating those games as as another game and focusing on what we were good at and not get carried away that it was a cup final or it was something extra special you know even though it was so you're trying to tone down the, you're trying to tone down all the all the fantasy of the, the playoffs and the finals and you, you're making it your your regular make sure you do what you normally do kind of situation um, once you've done that once you've won the game then you can start fantasising and enjoying the cup and all those kind of things so it's really about getting down to business forgetting about the romance and uh, getting the job done
2: and which coach that you played for you think you're the most influenced by or the, the most the coach that you'd like to most be like
5: i wouldn't say i wouldn't say i was influenced by one particular coach i think i think the, the one influence that i do have is, is from my days uh, at liverpool the approach that they had there was really a you know it wasn't a ball and shout and Finger in your face type of you know do this do that it was more of a teaching process you know everybody kept calm you know this is how you do it that's how you don't do it um, and basically you know doing that going through that process guys who who didn't do as they were told you know they were given they were given a certain amount of time to to let it, let it sink into the brain and get the job done and if it became apparent that they were never going to get it then they, they were moved on and somebody else came in so. I'm kind of influenced by the, the, whole, uh, the way that Liverpool approached how to teach the players how to play.
2: And we, obviously you said earlier that it um, really, doesn't really matter to you uh, which team the Rebs face in the playoffs, both teams have their uh, advantages and disadvantages, uh, but seeing the Metro Stars um, pull out for a win and not playing very well against Chivas USA, does that kind of give you confidence going into the game, uh, seeing that despite that the team that's going in isn't coming in on maybe the best of form?
5: Um, again, it's it's kind of immaterial what's what's happened previously with your opponents. You know, they might be a team that feeds on emotion. Um you know, they might step up because it's a playoff game whereas, you know, we want to be consistent and we want to we want to play the same at a real high standard for every single game. So again what the what the opponent does is immaterial. If we do the things that we're good at and we do it consistently at a high level, then Frankly, whatever they do is not going to
2: count. And uh, speaking of uh, consistency, the Metro Stars are a team that made a coaching change just before the playoffs. Does a change like that? How did a change like that affect the team going into a, a playoff run?
5: Again, there can be two outcomes. You know, the, the, the first one obviously is the, the team drop. They all drop their heads and you know throw the towel in. But uh, I know Morris Johnson very well. I uh, played with him for Scotland. Uh, we've known each other for twenty years and the one thing any team of his is not going to do is throw the towel in. Um, and I think that's apparent already you know the games they've played they've, they've gone and beaten DC, United in DC which is no easy which is no easy task so it shows that you know they're playing for him um, he's got them excited and um, they're getting on with the job
2: and uh, you've played all over the place for one of the top teams in the world and, and Liverpool uh, how do you eventually end up in America and uh, with the Boston Bulldogs and then end up with the Revs
5: Good question. I'm not quite sure myself. Um. <laughs> actually, uh, John Kerr, um, who actually played in England, who played for the national team here, who runs the the Boston Bolts. Um, he was the head coach at the Boston Bulldogs at the time in the A League. Um, I had uh, finished with Sheffield Wednesday, and I was I was just playing with a team called Doncaster, uh, and I was really looking to to get into coaching. And the opportunity came to come here. So, you know, I kind of sat down and, and looked at it and thought, well, nobody's nobody's banging my door down at home to, to ask me to coach or to do anything. Um, you know, the opportunity might not come again. Uh, it seemed a good, a good chance for myself and the family to try something different. Um, so we gave it a go and we're still here six years later.
2: And with all your years of playing and coaching, what has been your uh, best experience so far in soccer?
5: Just being involved in the games, fantastic! It's I always say to people at beast working for all of them.
3: <laughs> well, revolution certainly is is the better for having you as a coach uh, over these years. Uh, the best record ever in the team's history, and uh, fifty nine points. Any comments on the the finish uh, this season? It, I don't think we've savoured it quite enough, Sean. You and I, as spectators, uh, myself as a spectator and member of the press, in the most recent years, I don't think I've appreciated it as much as I should have based on past seasons.
5: Well, again, when you're in the middle of it, I mean, I guess I guess it's different for the for the supporters, but you know, as professionals, when you're in, the, in amongst it and you're in the middle of it you're really not looking at it at anything other than, you know, we want to win the next game and we want to do well and we want to do well and we want to win. Uh, for us, who are really stuck in the middle of it, it's not until the season's over and you look back and on, on obviously hoping things have gone really well and then you can sit and enjoy it. Uh, it's tough for us at the time because we have to keep focused and we have to keep, make, you know, keep making sure that the players don't relax and we keep their eye on the ball because uh, there's plenty of time to sit down and put your feet up and enjoy it in the, in the postseason so hopefully we can go another couple of steps further this year bring the trophy home and then we can all sit down and enjoy it
2: and you had the opportunity to coach the All-Stars against Madrid uh, how was that experience uh, obviously the result wasn't I'm sure as you'd hoped but uh, it was a tough situation to be put in but how was the experience as a whole getting over to their, into Madrid and coaching the team there
5: fantastic um, I mean the, the atmosphere there's I mean, you're really going to you're really going and, and playing against one of the top teams in the world. You know, the top three teams in the world. Um, uh, and our boys were were asked to to travel there. You know, arrive the day before the game after travelling for almost 24 hours, uh, a time change. Um, never trained together, never played together. Okay, the the result doesn't look great on paper. But I felt we did fine for sixty minutes and then the legs went. Um but overall it was a fantastic experience. Um, you know, the 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 atmosphere in the stadium was electric. Um the quality of the players we were playing against was fantastic. Um you know, if 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 you love this game at all it's it's something you would love to do every every week of the year.
2: And with the, with a guy, um with the experience of Avery John that you brought in because he'd been playing for you before and has been a, a good player when called upon for the team who now looks like he might be headed for a World Cup a player like that uh, what is his? Ex- is it, how good is it to have him on the bench You know you have him available if somebody does get hurt uh, and what do you think his role will become the playoffs
5: well I agree with you You know, it's, it's fantastic for us that we have guys sitting on the bench who are international players and who are current internationals who, who may be going to the World Cup and they're not actually playing in our team I think that kind of tells you the depth that we have um, Avery will be brought in at the time we were we were desperate for another defender uh, obviously I knew all about Avery, I knew what his strengths and weaknesses were and I felt we he could help us and uh, I think he's certainly done that and more um, as far as going to the World Cup you know, we're obviously we'll all be delighted if he does but it, it could could hurt us because <laughs> it'll mean we're shot so it's a bit of a a and sir. But obviously, uh, hopefully, it does get there. But you know, if it does, then we're going to miss him.
2: And uh, people who go to any of the revs practices oftentimes see you participating with the practices with the players. Uh, is there any chance we'll be seeing you in a reserve game coming up next season?
5: Absolutely not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Coach Nickel, of the thirty-two games this season, is there any uh, game in particular that you consider was the best game that the team played? Most exciting, most memorable for you. Um,
5: I couldn't off the top of my head. I couldn't say. Um, when that final whistle goes and, and we've won, that's <laughs> every game's great. <laughs>
3: to I thought be honest, the, the Dallas game in particular, I, uh, where Taylor Twelman got the hat trick, was yeah, a it's exciting as I mean, the game. that's a
5: complete, that's uh, a complete roller coaster, which which it is in every game. You know there's every game there's always a time when you're on top and there's always a period when the other team are going to be ahead of you and then you're going to have chances and they'll have chances so you know every game's just a roller coaster. you're up and down like a yo-yo and, you know sometimes you may not show it sitting on the side but I can assure you the inside your stomach's going all over the shop and your brain so it's hard to pick out one obviously the Dallas one was exciting um, but fortunately we've had the uh, Quite a few good ones, Um, so it's hard to pick one.
2: In the past two years, this team has uh, made it to the conference championship. Uh, Both of those games have been uh, played on the road. Uh, How important is it this year that if the team does make it that far to have that game at home?
5: I think it's huge. Um, It really was the first, well, tell a lie, it was the second objective. You know, the first objective is always to get in the playoff. Um, The second one after that is to get home field advantage. You know, we really. We really suffered in the last two seasons uh, for not having a home field advantage, so as soon as we got settled down this year and got ourselves in a good rhythm and you know we kind of looked as though we were going to do ourselves justice this season then uh, that objective really it really came to the front of our, our thoughts and uh, ever since we felt pretty secure that we were going to make the playoffs we 've really been pushing and pushing the guys to 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 ram home the importance of getting home field advantage. Uh, fortunately most of this team have, have been involved over the last two seasons so so they know how important it is uh, so getting home field advantage uh, is, is absolutely critical uh, but we still have to get through the first round first to to make that conference final uh, balance on our side
2: Well thanks a lot for joining us today no, Thank nice you Coach and good luck in the uh, playoffs thanks a lot uh, that was head coach the revolution head coach Steve Nichol uh, uh, coaching the team for the fourth straight year uh, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005 the longest tenured head coach of the revolution uh, coach of the year in 2002 and he it, has really turned the team around and made him a consistent playoff contender in the playoffs every year uh, since he's come for the first time uh, for any time
3: i especially liked his comments on facing the playoffs it's just another game and keeping the nerve trying to keep the players from being too nervous Uh, i was watching the beginning of the metro stars chivas game and you could see the impact that the nerves were having on the metro stars because they were uh just blowing the game but obviously coach uh uh, Mo Johnston said something at halftime because uh, the goal was scored in what, what minute was it?
2: Uh, the 49th minute. Right after
3: they came, <laughs> uh, came out of the uh, halftime and uh, I think Coach Nickel expressed that Mo Johnston as a coach is not going to let these guys put their heads down. They're going to have to come out and it looks at we're at the 79th minute Metro Stars still maintaining the lead
2: um, well, they seem to be on the back foot here with uh, Chivas uh, forcing Miola into eight saves so far, and MetroStars really only have their one good chance is what they scored on, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that game. It certainly doesn't look like Chivas is giving up on this game by, by any stretch of the imagination, so uh, it's an interesting game, and it'll, uh, I'm sure it'll be a great result to the end of the game and one of the classic games of the season.
3: And Revolution MetroStars is the Eastern Conference, one of the... Uh Best uh, turnouts for a game because there's a rivalry there, the neighborhood rivalry, you might say, the closest team, the that's always a strong turnout for MetroStars Revolution game. No, we used to always finish the season playing the Metro Stars. That was always the last game of the season up until, la- I think last year it was Chicago, this year yeah, Chicago. Yeah, it seems to be
2: Chicago now. That's another rivalry that's building up. The building uh, up. W- as the Rebs have done- gone further and further in the playoffs, more rivalries have been building up through that situation. Uh, but the Metro Stars have really been a team that have done fairly well against the Rebs this season. I think uh, the Revs at home have gotten the better of the play, but as far as on the turf, I definitely think the Metro Stars have caused the Revs a lot of problems when they were playing on the turf. So uh, I don't think the Rebs would be looking forward to playing the Metro Stars uh, away on that field turf. So.
3: No, and I think that they will be a tough rival playing uh, in New Jersey next weekend if it turns out in the final ten minutes of this game that the Metro Stars are going to be the opponent for Revolution next weekend. But as Coach Nichols said, I thought that was great. This is just another game. So we're just going to look at it as another game and play our best and, um, and that see what happens.
2: And last night we uh, got the opportunity to talk to a few players about uh, the, the game as well as uh, the upcoming game against uh, unknown playoff opposition. And Steve Ralston had a few comments to say about that and what he thought was the difference between the two teams they might be facing in the playoffs.
7: Congratulations! To a, a strong finish to a strong year, the general thoughts. Yeah, and, uh, before the game, you know, people you know, people, in media, things are saying, you know, the game doesn't mean anything. But for us, it did. We wanted to go into the postseason, you know, on a, um, on a roll with on a positive and uh, kind of get some momentum going. So uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great result for us. You guys came and
5: started out a pretty physical
7: set yeah. of tone. Yeah, we did. We had a couple <laughs> tackles. To set. I mean, I, I didn't mean to get the guys as bad as I did. I got him pretty good, but um, you know, it's part of the game. And, you know, like we said, we wanted to come off in the opening whistle and play like we always do, especially at home. So, uh, we, you know, we didn't want to have any kind of letdown tonight. It took it some time to kind of get settled a little bit, it seemed like. Yeah, it was a little sloppy at first. I mean, guys were getting in. We were, you know, half half step late on a few tackles, things like that, and losing the ball a little bit. But, um, you
1: know. How was it with all the rain?
7: It wasn't bad, really. It, was, it wasn't It was as wet and soft as, as I thought it was going to be. Um, they did a pretty good job on keeping it pretty good. It's very, very playable.
0: Who set the ball, the long ball that he lunch for that started the goal? Was that Reed?
7: Uh I'm not sure. No, um, I, thought, I thought we. Thought I think it was. Andy. I think it was Andy Dorman. I think that played really? it. Really? Yeah. And so it was, it was, was the goal, what happened on that play? I, had, I I don't remember. I didn't know really that was really part of that goal. Um, and that's how it started. It yeah, it was a long there. ball wide, and I. Did a I yeah, I just tried to make an effort. I, didn't, I really didn't think I was going to get to it. I just kind of hit my foot and kept in play, and um, you know Pepe ended up winning the ball and, and beating a guy the, on the dribble on Taylor. I think I think the defender kind of laid off Taylor. Thinking Taylor's gonna play a little give and go with, with Pepe, and he turned and just t- towed it, towed it. I mean, it was, just, it was it was a classic finish. He didn't. He just banged it. It was, it was a great goal.
2: Well, Taylor Twoman, the hero of last night with a great, wonderful goal from the top of the box. Um, we have his comments from the game as well.
4: You had to take a touch or two though to get it uh, settled. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a great first touch and. Uh First touch kind of let me down, but just want to hit it hard on goal, and uh, that was pretty much the only way I could. Was the defender playing off you a little? worried about your pace or something? Or My pace. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, no, I don't. To be honest with you, I have no idea. I just uh, kind of turned on my, my defender, and Pepe played me a great ball. It's not unlikely that you're going to get the golden boot. What does that mean to you? It oh, means a lot. I mean, uh, you know, last that's the year and a half has been uh, pretty difficult with injuries even including this year so uh, but at the end of the day we don't win the championship it means uh, pretty much jack poop to me the chances you guys have played well all year I you really haven't had a yeah but it starts over everybody's got a clean sheet next Saturday and uh we've been in the position of whoever we're going to play and we realize that they're all going to be gunning after us so uh tonight was a hard fought victory and uh Perfect time and going into the
2: playoffs. That was Taylor Twelman on uh, the Revs game last night. And we were talking about the Revs' upcoming game in the playoffs. It's either going to be in some Metro Stars or Kansas City. Right now, it looks like the Metro Stars uh, leading with a 1 0 lead in the 85th minute. But uh, Chivas USA is really putting the pressure on them. Uh, 24 shots, 15 corner kicks. Uh, I I think they were probably unlucky not to have scored by now but the the Metro Stars made a defensive substitution on the 84th minute Seth Stamler and for Eddie Gavin uh, taking the pressure off but I don't think they were putting too much pressure on Chilis' defense anyways so it'll be interesting to see how that game works out certainly not over yet the way Chilis is playing Uh, but uh, back onto the U.S. topic we were talking about Taylor Twelman he scored his first goal for the U.S. Uh, Bruce Arena was talking about uh, how Taylor Twelman did in that game and what he sees for the upcoming World Cup and we can play that comments for you now.
6: Regarding tonight, good win, good experience for a lot of players. Uh, I've been informed that we finished uh, first in the group, which is nice. It wasn't critical, but that's always nice to cap off the year with a win and end up uh, being the the top team out of the group of six and qualifying. So That's a a great accomplishment for our group. We had a fantastic year at home uh, with the five wins and uh, I guess the 15 points which is the name of the game, and uh, a great year. Tonight, a uh, uh, good match. Two teams uh, looking to develop some young players, and I think it was uh, uh, a tremendous game for those players. Uh, very nice goal by Kyle Martinez the start of the half, and it was good to see. Taylor score a goal, because I understand he's supposed to be a goal scorer, and uh, it was nice to see him score one in, in, uh, in our jersey, so it's a good start for Taylor, in that regard hopefully there's many more to come
2: That was head coach Bruce Arena on uh, last, uh, Wednesday's game against Panama, uh, which the U.S. won 2 to nothing, and Twelman scored in that game, as well as Kyle Martino, both players their first international game, Clint Dempsey also fighting for a World Cup spot played in that game, and we have his comments on how the game went
4: you guys are all battling really for a place right now. Yeah. Uh, how much are you personally thinking about that?
7: Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, with you, right now the main, the main, the main thing is taking one day at a time. The most important thing right now for me is uh, MLS Cup because we just finished this game and it's just kind of taking things as they come. Uh, after MLS Cup, well then uh, it'll be make sure that I stay fit and stay in shape for uh, camp if I get called in and uh, just do the best I can to you know put myself in a situation that. Uh, I can get on the roster. you think
1: you're getting better and better in more games
7: I uh, I think so. Um, I, feel, I feel like I'm getting more comfortable and more confident. And uh, when, you, when, you, when, you're, when you're playing with confidence, uh, I think that's when you're playing at your best. And, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to have two good coaches with uh, Stevie Nickel and Paul Mariner. So uh, just keep my ears open, and I think uh, I'll continue to get better.
2: That was to Clint Dempsey on Wednesday's game against Panama for the U.S. national team. Uh, we were talking earlier about uh, the Revs. Playoff game And right now It's 88th minute Metro Star is Still on top 1-0 to uh, Chivas really putting The pressure on Now 17 corner kicks So the Metro Stars Won uh, Definitely unlucky Not to have uh, Gotten another, gotten a goal Or getting on the Scoreboard yet uh, But looking at The two playoff opponents It's tough to pick Which team you'd rather See the Reds face um, For me personally I'd like to see The Reds face Kansas City I think uh, Just for the field Turf alone And also to see your uh, guy like Krekke Get more games left in the league.
3: He's actually the reason they uh, tied the game last night. Precky got a goal in the 90th minute of that Kansas City game, and so they ended up with a tie, a 2-2 tie. Uh, Yes, it would be nice to see Precky in the the playoffs. I would prefer, for revolution's sake, that they face Kansas City. Uh, As you mentioned, uh, Sean earlier, Tony Miola, saved Kansas City in the uh, MLS Cup in the year 2000. It was his goalkeeping that really got them th- the victory in the Cup. And it looks like it's his goalkeeping tonight that's getting them into uh, the playoffs. Yeah, Tony the MetroStars.
2: Miel- Tony Mueller now with the Stars just made his 12th save, 90th minute. Chivas really putting on the pressure. 26 shots, 12 of them on goal, uh, compared to the MetroStars' 3 shots on goal. So uh, I definitely think Chivas can feel hard done by, by when this game is over, but uh, for them, I, I think a loss might help them out uh, for, for the future more than a win because with a loss, um, they, will, they will get the top uh, draft pick in the next year's draft. Chivas. Yep, Chivas uh, with the loss against the MetroStars. If they had won it, they would have uh, gotten a second to last. But uh, obviously, it looks like they weren't trying to play for the loss. But uh, interesting game. Uh, We've got to wrap things up here now. we got a few seconds left here. But uh, th- the show can be heard every Sunday from uh, 7 to 8 p.m. on AM 1320 as well as over the Internet at... 1320.thedrive.com uh, You can get archives at RevolutionRecap.com um, The Revs' next, ho- next home game Will be on the 29th at 8pm Against either the MetroStars or Kansas City um, The away game, we don't know yet It could be against the MetroStars or Kansas City right now uh, 90, 90 plus minute Now for the MetroStars, looks like they'll probably win And now they're putting the pressure on Chivas With two shots in the last two minutes So uh, it looks like the MetroStars will probably be heading Through to the next round uh, And that'll be an interesting battle between the two rivals
3: it will be Sean. I look forward to next Saturday's game against apparently the Metro Stars. When we started the show, it looked like it was going to be Kansas City, so it's now looking like our rival is the Metro Stars.
2: Well, I'd like to thank Patty for joining me today, and I'd also like to thank Steve Nickel for uh, joining us earlier in the day. Um, I'm a reminder that archives can be got at RevolutionRecap.com. And thanks for joining us.